Happy New Year. Thanks for joining me on the third episode of the Chasing the Consumer podcast. I'm your host, Annabelle Norman. For those who don't know me, I am a go-to executive search consultant in consumer and retail. The Chasing the Consumer podcast is an interview series where I will be interviewing game-changing leaders and executives within broader consumer and retail. Today, I have the opportunity to introduce you all to Alexis Warkolowski. Alexis currently serves as the EVP of marketing at Liquid IV. Liquid IV is a founder-led business that started back in 2012. The brand scaled from zero to 100 million in revenue in just under five years and counted a slew of celebrities as part of its financial backing, including Scooter Braun, Justin Bieber, Steve Aoki, and more. In September of 2020, Unilever inked a deal to acquire Liquid IV and to add it to its portfolio of marquee brands. Exes and her team played a highly strategic role in helping to amplify Liquid IV on digital and to really help position it for this exciting acquisition with Unilever. I'm excited for you all to get to know Alexis better. Alexis, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here. Alexis, do you mind providing an overview of your background for those who do not already know you? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I'm a brand marketing executive. Like you mentioned, I've got some deep roots um, in digital. Um, My career has really spanned publishing beauty and CPG, um, which is probably not as traditional, but something I'm incredibly grateful for. Thanks, Alexis. Can you give everyone an idea of the types of industries and companies that you've worked for? From my understanding, and I've known you for quite a few years now, you've worked for a variety of companies from publishing to working with Fresh Direct when they first launched um, to beauty and now you're in health and wellness. Yeah, absolutely. I really kicked off my career in publishing. I had the incredible opportunity to work at brands like Condé Nast, um, Five Magazine, uh, L'Oreal, Too Faced, and and have um, kind of dug, you know, dug into the CPG a little bit um, with Fresh Direct, um, which is one of the largest um, online grocers in the tri-state area um, in the Northeast, um, and now um, at Liquid IV. You know, as a marketer, I feel like you've spanned so many different categories, products, and markets. How do you feel that's helped to differentiate you in the marketplace and helped you to think outside of the box? Yeah, I, you know, that's such a great question. Um, you know, I went from working in publishing, right? And, you know, my job in publishing was almost like this creative agency and the salespeople would bring their brands to me and they would say, you know, this brand, yes, they want to buy media with us, but they would really like to lean on us to help them rebuild their brand and become relevant with the consumer again. And so I became this Um, like in a branding creative agency within the world of Condé Nast. And I had the pleasure of working on anywhere from eight to 20 brands at a given time, really helping reposition the brand, build the cool factor back in. Um, It was always a little bit sad uh, when the campaign was over and I kind of had to hand the brand 
back to them. But I think it was in that moment that, you know, it really, I really fell in love with um, building brands um, and utilizing brands to interface with consumers and build these really great um, connections. And so, you know, I, I took that when I, you know, went to L'Oreal and, you know, I think, you know, my approach is that, you know, understanding the market is always going to be really important, right? You've, you've got to understand the categories and, and the products within those categories. And of course, you know, the market, but for me, it's just, it's always been about the consumer um, and everything that I do from an innovation standpoint follows what the consumer wants. And it's always about delivering what they want to see. And they are very, very vocal, quite frankly, about how they want to be engaged with and spoken to. And I think it's, if you can take the level of creativity um, in an organization and match that to what a consumer wants, and, and then kind of layer that into technology and digital um, platforms, and, and you just, you can't, you can't lose, but I think it's really about, um, yeah, delivering everything that, that the consumer wants, no matter, sometimes it's a little crazy and you know what, that's okay because that's what keeps us evolving and innovative. I think that you've always done a really great job of tying it back to the consumer um, and more importantly, leveraging technology and figuring out how to better enable the consumer to engage with the brands that you've been with. And out of curiosity, with Liquid IV in general, you've had unprecedented growth within health and wellness and consumer goods as a whole. What do you attribute that to? And what do you feel that, you know, Liquid IV and your team is doing differently that other consumer brands and organizations may not be? Yeah, I think, you know, obviously putting the consumer first and being able to move at light speeds has... Um, really been a, a winning factor there. There's a phenomenal executive team and leadership team um, in the building at Liquid IV. And so when we see an opportunity, we're not afraid to hold hands and support each other and really go after it. And I think it's a huge testament to, um, you know, our founders leadership. I think too, you know, from a marketing and a brand perspective, um, there's no place like beauty. And that's really where I come from. And, um, you know, the connection of a beauty brand to a consumer is, is really unparalleled to any other category or industry, right? And so bringing some of those key principles um, that I used to kind of instate every single day when I worked in the, in the beauty world to Liquid IV has, I think, you know, continue to allow us to stand out from the crowd, if you will. Um, it's just been really phenomenal to kind of um, take a CPG brand and build such a deep consumer connection. And I think that's really what sets us apart. Of course, it's, you know, the science and the efficacy of the product, right? I mean, we do it unlike anybody else. But if people don't understand the science and the product and they have nothing to connect to, um, I don't know that we would have gotten as far as, as we have so quickly. And in lieu of COVID, I think you guys, you know, have continued to really perform in a way that's been impressive and consumers have relied on you for their health and wellness, for their ability to get vitamins that maybe they're not, you know, getting in their diet and to also amplify their health and wellness. Do you see that as a trend going forward just across 
all consumer categories? Yes, absolutely. I think, you know, wellness as a whole was already becoming a, you know, a quote unquote trend, right? Um, I think it was, you know, slowly, um, you know, spreading across depending on what kind of state you were in, right? And, um, you know, making its way. But I think, you know, COVID has really pushed health and wellness um, at a rapid rate. I don't think that's going away. I think, you know, this whole... Um, this whole pandemic, I think, has taught us so much um, about ourselves, about our strength, about what we're capable of, um, about how important self-care is um, and will continue to be. Um, and I think, you know, COVID has allowed us to engage with people in ways that, you know, we never thought we would. We're all working remotely. Um, I think that was a completely foreign idea prior. Um, and so, you know, the fact that you can now do a workout class um, on Zoom or on Instagram Live and interface with people that you may have never, you know, spoken to before or had access to before is really going to help drive um, the digital connection forward. Um, I don't think that's going to slow down. And I think at the forefront of that will be home fitness and wellness. And um, yeah, I mean, Chloe Ting's workout on YouTube had so many views on it. I think she might have broken the internet. And, you know, I, I don't see that slowing down. We've all learned a lot about um, how to take care of ourselves in this time. That's, you know, completely true. And I think we're all being incredibly mindful, right, of our health and wellness, our mental health and wellness, more importantly, and, you know, getting that workout in, taking a commute, quote unquote, outside and uh, walk around the neighborhood is so important, I think, in, in driving an engaged workforce going forward. And just to kind of, you know, continue to, to jump off of that, you know, conversationally, as a leader, You've had to move your team into a remote capacity. What you've always been, from my understanding, and I've known you for uh, quite a few years now, an incredibly engaging leader. You have such a loyal following. You have people who have wanted to work for you for years and continue to kind of move with you as you transition into new roles and opportunities. With COVID, how have you been able to continue to maintain that high level of engagement from your, your team? Yeah, I, I Zoom. <laughs> I think it's so incredibly important to have human touch. I lead with kindness. Um, I think it's really, really important that we all remember that we're human um, and that we're all going through things that we may not be aware of. And so um, compassionate and kindness um, is just something that I've even, you know, I've done that before, but leaning even further into it, especially as we're, we're all further away, I think, you know, keeping the team really engaged. I talk to almost everybody um, daily. Um, and we're seeing faces daily. It's very, it's very rare that we're on the phone versus a Zoom call. Um, and then, you know, finding different ways to engage and keeping everybody really close, I think, is, is what's most important. So, you know, continuing our marketing meetings and having them over Zoom, um, you know, doing little happy hours as a team, um, and then also kind of bringing that into my personal life as well. And, and some of those people that you've mentioned that um, have been really close to me through my career, making sure that we're carving out time to have happy hours, you know, with those people as well, and that we're staying really, really connected 
connected. And um, I just think it's important to me that everybody's mental health remains um, well uh, during this during this time, and that um, everybody is as positive um, as possible as we move forward. And as the nation continues to gain more positivity towards, you know, trending away from COVID and hopefully with the vaccinations, you know, rising, that too will have a positive impact and will allow people to return to the office to collaborate in person in a way that, you know, is safe and also, you know, fosters the right kind of environment um, to allow for that. Out of curiosity, what do you foresee in the future? Are people, are, are, are can I guess not candidates, but are employees going to be willing to give up a bit of the work-life balance they've gained working remotely? Yeah, that's a great question. I don't know that we all feel like our work-life balance has gotten better. Um, I can speak personally. I spend more time at my computer now because it's so close and within reach. Um, and so I think if anything, we've all been exercising a bit of discipline, more discipline, I guess, um, to maintain some sort of work-life balance. I think we've gotten better at it as, you know, we've been um, in quarantine for longer periods of time. But, you know, what I will say is that work-life balance has always been a deep part of our culture at Liquid IV. And so, you know, we work really, really hard, but when the day is over, it's really important that, um, that our teams are able to really get up and, in, and enjoy their lives. And it's really about the quality of living. Um, and so, you know, I think um, when we all get back to work uh, in a safe environment, of course, I really think that work-life balance is actually going to be more of a priority for everybody. I know it will be for me. Um, you know, I force myself to stop by 6.30, 6.45, opposed to working to 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night. Um, and I lo really look forward to taking that with me when I get back into the office and, and getting out and really um, enjoying the weather. I mean, I, I live in LA, nothing gets better than that, right? Taking in a workout class and, and kind of doing things that I really, um, with lack of discipline and, you know, with how much I love my job was not doing before. And so, yeah, I think a lot of people will, will feel that way too. I think it just becomes more, more important. And just to circle back, um, you know, to Liquid IV in general and your marketing and consumer demographic, but when it comes to generational consumer behaviors, mm -hmm. how is that perceived at Liquid IV and what are some of the trends you're seeing? And when I ask that, I'd love to just lean into really your findings around Gen Z and Gen A. Yeah, I think, you know, we really approach the brand that it is for everybody, uh, regardless of where you are in the world, you know, status, gender, color, I mean, all of it, right? But, you know, as we look at the younger generations, they are unlike any other generation, they're definitely not like the millennials, right? They're, they want to stand for something. Um, authenticity is incredibly important to them. I've never seen um, a group be able to see through BS so quickly, quite frankly. Um, and, you know, it's really important to them when brands say things and don't say things um, during these times. So, 
you know, I think for us, um, you know, authenticity is always first. And when we stand up to say something, you know, we want to make sure that it's not read as um, surface level or um, inauthentic. And so, you know, everything that we do when it's targeted to that younger demographic, it's so important that we're doing it in a way that's just very organic and authentic because you will you will lose them. They don't wanna see ads actually. Um, they wanna be engaged with as humans. And I think um, it's, it's, we were a little nervous for the future. Um, there are moments where I see a lot of hope. Well, I think that hope is definitely the mantra of 2021. And last but not least, just to lighten things up, um, are there any products that Liquid IV is launching that we need to have on our radar? We recently um, released a, a Hydration Multiplier Plus. Um, it's our immune support um, beverage. It's phenomenal, Annabelle. I've got to send you some. Um, it actually leverages the technology that's in all of our products, which is CTT. And then we layered in vitamin C, um, you know, Wellmune, zinc, all of the things that are going to keep you strong and healthy during these times. And of course, it tastes amazing, which is, you know, the liquid IV way. But, you know, I really encourage everybody to give it a try. I feel like a million bucks every time I drink it. It's just, um, it's one of those products that keeps you feeling really, really, you know, top of your game. Well, as you know, I'm a huge Liquid IV fan. I can't live without it and absolutely can't wait to try this next um, launch. It sounds amazing. Well, Alexis, we can't thank you enough for joining us today and definitely look forward to having you back on in the future. Thanks, everyone. Be well.